This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As our very own Erling Haaland put so eloquently, WTF. City do manage to do the treble again, but not for the right reasons this time around, as it's now three Premier League matches without a win for the Blues. A bit of bad luck or genuine cause for concern. It's Tuesday, the 5th of December. I'm Amos Murphy. And I'm Lou Bardsley. And this is the City Report Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the week. If you haven't already, you're going to want to check out yesterday's episode. This is uh, what the, the Digest Thief, I guess, to what was a um, quite a... I, I labelled it barnstorming in the social media posts and it was, um, it was certainly that. Uh, Luke, welcome back. Or, I mean, we usually tag you as Offbeat. I might just start calling you uh, Mr. Offbeat. <laughs> Mr. Maybe offbeat. Can, maybe you can <laughs> change your name um, on Deepol to Offbeat instead. But welcome back anyway. Mate, it's a pleasure to be here as always. Just want to say to all the listeners, um, yesterday is my personal favourite episode ever of the City Report <laughs> podcast. Please, please listen to it. And just before, I have done a welfare check on Detmer. He is okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He is okay now. That is the most emotional you'll ever see, Andrew Detmer. And all it takes is um, a free-free draw against Tottenham Hotspur and a pretty a pretty crazy uh, referee decision, as we said. We'll, we'll cover all of that in today's show. We'll pick up the pieces as well. Um, I guess because obviously none of us were on the uh, show yesterday, we'll, we'll just start off with the with the regular. Um, what did you make of uh, Man City 3, Tottenham 3? Were you disappointed? Were you feeling robbed? Do you think City were lucky to get a point? You know, Where were you coming in, Luke? 
I don't think we were robbed. I think we were deserving a point. Same with um, Spurs. I feel like Spurs deserved a point. I said it from moment one as soon as the, the final whistle ended. Um, we were... I just don't understand how we just lost the control element. Is is Stones that big of a miss? Like, <laughs> I feel like now John, since when John Stones comes back into the team, we turn into the best team in the world. When he leaves the team, we don't. Like, we turn into like a top four side and it, it, it's just so weird. It was such a topsy-turvy game on it yesterday. Like, mm. And the I, I don't know about you, Amos, but I found the atmosphere was very topsy-turvy as well. Like, it mm. was low at some points. Yeah, I think that's possibly part of a wider conversation which we may have to address sort of either this side or, or this side of the new... The, this side of the old year, next side of the new year, Jesus Christ, yeah. basically before or after the new year because, um, it you know, it's it's causing a little bit of stir online. I've got some opinions. I've had some opinions. We've done loads of episodes actually on the atmosphere at the Etihad Stadium, you know, on ticketing, on pricing, on mm. um, all of that lovely business. So, so yeah, I, I totally agree. It, it was flat, but I think that's possibly part of sort of a, a wider problem. And, and and don't get me wrong, like that sort of game, that should have been rocking, that should have been bouncing. But I think the way yeah. it played out, the the sucker blow of, of 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 sort of conceding those goals in the second half, just sort of I don't know if people feel a little bit apathetic at the moment because things are just sort of it's hard to get behind a team when it's you don't know what you're getting and and that's sort of what we've seen. Um obviously that's not saying for a second that we're we're spitting dummies out the pram or, or whatever. We're still absolutely over the moon with the manager, with the players, etc. But it is it is it's been a bit of a, a weird couple of weeks. Um I totally agree. I, I want to pick straight up on that point about the control because the question I want to address um this side of part one is is it a systemic problem in the sense that City are deploying a system which is not suited to their to their strengths? They are sort of making their own issues and out of nothing, basically. You know, the guys did a great job of analysing that yesterday. Or do you, Luke, think it's more of a personnel problem? Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne, John Stones, um, for for a different reason, Ilkay Gundogan, Riyad Mahrez, even Jack Grealish to a sense, they've seen very few minutes on the football pitch this season, at least in the Premier League. They were integral to City last time around when in the treble. Do you think that it's, sim- it's as simple as saying those guys not being here is the reason City have put in performances like this, 3-3 against uh, Tottenham, 4-4 against Chelsea, 1-1 Liverpool, etc.? Or do you think it's maybe a little bit deeper? I mean, it's it's a it's a few factors in it. I, I feel like we are we are missing your Gundos, your Mahrezes, who missing. We're missing depth. Like I do get we've got a lot of injuries, but my God, Tottenham have got one of the biggest injury crises like of all time. It's been touted by the media. They're still bringing on Richarlison off the bench. Whereas <laughs> yeah. what? Who, like, I, I I get we probably brought we, we did bring on Grealish, didn't we? But I I, I just I was saying this to my dad in the, in the, like the car home. I don't understand how we only have two strikers in our in our like club, and both of them play every single game, and <laughs> it's fascinating how we mm. just don't we don't have a change off the bench up front, which mm. is just mind boggling. And when you've got someone like Harland, who he's a bit of a form player, in he, he's struggling at the moment. He's missing a few sort of chances, but he can't have a rest because there's no one to come in unless mm. we go back to a false nine. So. It's a weird system we're playing at the moment. It's it's, it's like we're it's, it's it's like we have ten minutes of fantastic Barcelona esque mm. eleven twelve football, and then 
there's a one ball goes get gets through our midfield and we're gonna concede. And you you I a mile off Lacelso's goal yesterday. Mm. I said as soon as he picked the ball up, he scored it. I instantly said it because I knew what was gonna happen. It was so obvious. We were so open. Like yeah. you could see a mile off what was happening. He was my man of the match yesterday, Lacelso. So I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was good. Bear in mind he went he spent all last year on loan to Spain in yeah. Spain. Yeah. He didn't give a ball away. Like, no, he, he was, was he was good. He was very, very good. I, I was impressed by Tottenham. Also, Brian Gill, he's a scouser. Don't care. <laughs> I'll end on that. Yeah, you can just you can just picture Brian Hill getting about in his one tens and his uh, <laughs> yeah, his Monster X <laughs> Monster X tracksuit. Yeah, yeah. Stood outside McDonald's or in Concert Square. Um, that, that's yeah. That that's going that's going uh, down, downhill a little bit. But um, I, I I totally get what you mean, and it does feel like for City that. There is, and, and for me anyway, to go back to the original point, I think it's more of a systemic problem than it is a personnel mm-hmm. problem because yes, John Stones is a big miss. Kevin De Bruyne is, is you know, find me a player in, find me a team in world football who wouldn't suffer with De Bruyne, no matter how how much City are, are, are creating as well. And, and I know at the start of the season, people said, oh, we're not creating as much, blah, blah, blah. We're still getting results. And yeah. I think it's only the last sort of month, two months, we've seen this switch towards City being very gung-ho, very out there, sort of all out attack. And my, my issue, personally, is is the is the way City's setting up. And I said it's not a personnel problem, and I, I do go by that. But more the personnel in the system is causing problems because I don't feel like you can be going into big matches with all four of Erling Haaland, Julian Alvarez, Phil Foden, Jeremy Doku. There is it, take for example City two or not going into second half. Um, okay, yes, we should have killed the game off. Erling Haaland should have scored from six yards out. I, to be fair, it's a sitter. Don't get me wrong, it's a sitter. But I actually think yeah, it's probably yeah. a, it's a harder chance than people are making out. He, he doesn't look up to see where the goal is, and that's sort of to his He's off balance as well. He yeah, is off and, balance, and it, it misses genuinely misses by a millimetre. It's not it's not a howler. It's a sitter. You know, he should have scored it anyway. Um, I don't think you can play those four in the same attack because when you've got a 2-1 lead, none of them are going to be the guys who put the foot on the ball and, and, and slow the game down. And that's exactly what it's exactly what City needed. Uh, Julian Alves, absolutely love the guy. Maybe it's a, a factor of him playing too much football. But him trying to do a round-the-corner no-look flick in, in his own half at 2-1 with, what, 20 minutes to go in a big Premier League contest, it's, it's, it's lunacy. It's absolutely, you know, it's stupid. And you can get away with it when he's playing as a striker because that round-the-corner flick usually leads to either going into space behind the defence or the goalkeeper might sweep it up. It's not as high risk. But we've got players, Jeremy Docker as well, Phil Foden, he's having a season of his life. He's incredible. He's loving football, but you combine all three of them or four of them, including Haaland, and it's just this sort of this splodge at times. Where, granted, those fifteen-minute spells and in the first half it was great. The pressing was electric. We really pen Spurs in. Should have scored, didn't. Okay, granted, mm-hmm. City of last year would have gone at that point. Right, it's not got, the ball hasn't gone in, but we've got a one-goal lead, and we'll see this game out. City of what Sunday afternoon was like Jesus Christ. We've got to get another goal. We've got to get another goal. We've got to get another goal, and it cost City. It did cost City, and and for me, that's why it's probably more systemic than it is just missing players. Agreed. No, massively, hundred percent. It's like this is going to sound a bit out there, but it's like at the moment we've got a, a paint bucket right, and we're chucking paint at a wall and just hoping it goes all mm. nice. Rather than last year, we were using a roller up and down, make it nice and smooth. It was all, it was, it was just controlled, really. Whereas now we've just got a big bucket, of, a bucket of new paint, Dulux. We're, we're mm-hmm. going premium, mm-hmm. and we're just chucking it at the wall and hoping it just looks all right. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's, it's gung ho, and it, 
it's it's fun for a neutral. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are loving our games recently. Like people are touting this game um, at the weekend, also the Chelsea game as some of the best games of Premier League history. Mm. And I bet as a neutral, it's fantastic. But for us as City fans, it, it's a little bit worrying. I'd say it's just and. I, I also want to talk about Gavardio as well because he's, he's the first couple of weeks I watched him, I thought, right, we've got a Maldini here. He's unbelievable. He's sensational. And he looks a bit lost mm. sometimes, especially on counter-attacks when he's very good on the ball. He's very good at receiving a ball yeah. and giving it away. But when someone's running at him, he looks a bit like jittery and a bit mm. lost. And it's a bit worrying, especially when he's playing as a left-sided centre-half or left-back. Like he's, like Ake looks a little bit more sort of composed when you've got someone looking mm. at him, whereas Gavardi looks a bit lost. Don't know about you, Amos, and sort of how Gavardi started. I, I mean, I, I, uh, I think it was the Newcastle game where he made his first uh, start at the Etihad Stadium earlier in the season. I said, you know, it's sensational, wonderful by, and he will. I, I'm, I'm absolutely confident he'll turn good. Yeah. You know, the, the fella is still young. He's the same age as Cole Palmer, by the way. And I think Mate, he's younger people... than me by, by two years. <laughs> well, look, at him, well, look at me. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say he's younger than me by a few years as well. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he is going to come good. He's a wonderful signing. I, I personally would have gone for Nathan Ake. I don't know if it was a, a fitness problem or the fact that Nathan Ake can't play, you know, two games in a week and, and Aston Villa, you know, trying to manage the load for a few players. But uh, for me, and, and I say this about Ruben Diaz, I say it about Manu Kanji, I say it about um, Kyle Walker, whoever's playing at the back line. There are some issues that need addressing, don't get me wrong. Um, shout out Diaz, I thought he, he was sort of maybe not back to his best, but considering the, the shakiness of the Leipzig game, I thought he responded well. But it's it's the way City set up and it's, it's sort of this... I think Andrew described it as a, a formation that's a 4-1-5, yeah, essentially. Agreed. Yeah, agreed, and- yeah. yeah. Poor Rodri, man. This sort of this season could take two, three, four years off his career because he's having to do so much work. And then you get to the back line, and when you've got players like Hungminson, you've got players like Kulusevski, even Brennan Johnson. You isolate them one versus one against any defender; they're going to give them a problem because mm-hmm. no, as as good as Diaz is in one v one situations, as good as the other players are, you don't want to be as a defender. No defender relishes being in a 1v1 situation. That is always advantage the attacker. The defender has more to lose than the attacker. The attacker gives the ball away. Granted, you know, you can lead to a counter-attack and I think probably sometimes that's been City's issue um, down the right-hand side at least. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it is beneficial to the attacker to be in that situation. And, and you know, I think City have conceded some like six, seven, eight 1v1 counter-attacks this season. Conceded like three in the last week. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It is totally frustrating. I'm cutting for me. I'm cutting the defense slack because I, I feel like City at the best um, attack is the best form of defense, as opposed to sort of just like the who was it that said it? Um, if you have to make the tackle, then you've made a mistake somewhere up the pitch. And I feel like it's probably yeah, yeah. probably describes City um, the best in the last couple of games because there have been some mistakes. There have been some mistakes. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, I wanted to ask Luke: Do you do you think this is? Is, is this just a, a one-off? Is it a little streak of bad luck? Because I guess the positives is City is still within touching distance at the top of the table in the Premier League. Yes, we'd have loved to have had a season where we run away with it. We win sort of 15 games in a row with 10 points clear, etc., etc. That probably isn't going to happen this season. You know, if we do win the title, it might be another final day or last couple of games of the season. But we went against Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham. 
I don't know about Villa. I'm a bit worried about that. But you can say we were still unbeaten. Um, granted, we didn't get a win, but there's still some positives. You know, are, are you pressing the panic buttons yet? Is it, or if not, when do you start pressing the panic buttons? Uh, you know me, uber positivity over here. <laughs> this happens every year with Pep Guardiola, where we'll go in a bit of a rut around November, December. Mm. Adam Booker will call for. We're gonna. We're not gonna finish top four, and then we end up winning the league. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what happens with Man City. But like, the thing that's not worrying me is, like, even though the team, the other teams at the top of the, t- the top of the table are still struggling in, in slight bits. Like, for example, Arsenal are getting last minute winners. Um, mm. They did it against Brentford, didn't they? Like, they're, they're not blowing people away. Liverpool mm. again, they had to get a last minute winner to be for them. Like, there's no team in the Premier League so far this year that's completely blowing away, blowing everyone away. Obviously, Chelsea are having struggles. United are non-existent. Uh, it, oh. it, it, oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. West, West Ham. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I feel like if I played up front, I'd score more goals in their front line at the moment in time. Well, you'd I, you'd I, only need one because I don't think <laughs> Sancho exactly. was the last attacker who scored for United. So you would, Give me you a penalty, mate. I'll be yeah. banging it left back. Uh, yeah. but it, it, I just don't... Like, there's, if there was like, one team who's blitzing absolutely everybody mm. and there's no one who can keep up, then I'd be a little bit worried. But... We kind of got time to bring it round, right? We've seen a points deficits, and we've got the, the a mentality machine when we do click in. And I feel like when it does come to February, March time, that's where we really do click in, and mm. we'll go on a win streak. We'll win like eleven, twelve games in a row. We'll blow everybody away, and hope we win the league again. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm hoping for, anyway. But it's. I, January time is going to be very interesting, and I'd be so shocked if we don't make a transfer. So shocked. I said that after the the Leipzig first half. I said it felt to me like, not necessarily because it's. A, I, it, tell you what, I wouldn't be able to tell you what who would sign or, or where we'd go for because I don't look at the squad necessarily and go, we have gaps here. I reckon we could possibly do with a, another right sided attacker. I love Bernardo Silva, but I think he in that position is 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 he's not limited, but he's more limited than when he's playing elsewhere. I love Phil Foden, but. I, I do worry that he is again another player who's who's playing a lot and and he has had injuries in the past and I would uh, want to manage his load as well. Um, possibly midfield, I don't know. Um, defense is stacked. You know, we, we certainly don't need anyone there unless there's a, a, an option for for right back. Um, yeah, Kyle Walker's a player on my radar at the moment who may be having a few uh, issues with and and I thought he started the season fantastically. Um, I'm not quite sure how that's going at, at the moment. So I, I would. To, to the point, I wouldn't know where to say yes, we'll get him. Paqueta is the yeah. obvious one, but I don't necessarily think City are, are, are lacking that sort of attack-minded midfielder. Is he going to be the guy who who sort of controls matches and sees games out or maybe takes uh, some minutes out the legs of the other guys? I, I don't know. Um, Kovacic and Nunes to come back in, I think I'm still holding hopes for them. Kovacic at the start of the season was eight. I really, really enjoyed watching him. Nunes, by all accounts, is, is impressing in training, but obviously just needs that that moment to get on the pitch mm-hmm. and, and sort of do something special. I, I think Nunes is a fantastic player and, and when he can get up to speed, I'm excited to see what he can do. But agreed, I think it's more just a case of bodies. And yeah, it is bodies. Even, yeah, even though City don't do this, it for me it screams a, a short-term loan. I don't know who, but just someone there. Oh, the Pizarro from twelve thirteen. <laughs> get him in. Get him. He must, him he must have been. He must have been the last player we signed on loan in January. I'm trying to think. Um, I tell you what, if we if we, if there was a pointless question, do you ever watch pointless? I'm yeah, I love pointless. Yeah, love pointless. If, if if there was a pointless question of like the 11, 12 or twelve thirteen, whatever mm. year. It was 
Nice yeah. squad. David Pizarro is getting it every He's single a pointless time. answer, isn't he? He's yeah, a absolutely. one, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so to, to, to your point, I, I agree. I think we need somebody, but... I'm really not quite sure who it is. <laughs> it is one of them. Yeah, it is one of it's them. It's a journalist also. nightmare. It's a, for your job at the moment, Amos, it's a nightmare because oh, you, you, you're basically just like pissing in the wind. You've got no idea what's going to happen. Uh, that, that's that's City though, isn't it? That That's City. Yeah. Um, before we go to the break then, I just wanted to, to pick up on another sort of, uh, this has been the, the week of narratives, I have to say, all sorts of uh, galaxy brain takes and that's just from this podcast, let alone elsewhere. But um, I saw something being discussed on Sky Sports News for, for obviously US listeners that's the sort of the main sports uh, broadcaster here in the UK and, and they were speaking about you know have teams finally worked City out is this is this the end of the Pep Guardiola era because you know Postacoglu came to the Etihad Stadium and and got a, a free free draw from like 0.2 xG or whatever it was uh, Liverpool scored with their only shot on target in like 70 minutes of football whatever it was yeah. uh, Chelsea got, got you know a 4-4 four, four shot you know if, if teams finally work City out despite having not beaten them which is a, another case but it, do, do you think that this is perhaps the, the end then for City is sort of dubbing it or do you think that again is just hyperbolic for want of a better phrase bollocks it's bollocks mate you know it's bollocks <laughs> we all know it's bollocks like we, we've been on, on we, we, imagine if like if, if Harlem would have or if, if that decision wouldn't have happened and Grealish had gone in and bagged mm. in the last minute no, no journalist would have written that news report mm. like it, it's it's a case of it happens sometimes when a team comes at you they're going to have chances and if they take the chances they're going to have a chance and that I, on, on another day, Tottenham don't score any goals. I, it, mm. it, that's just how football works. It's it's a beauty of sort of counter-attacking positive football, which Angie's mm-hmm. I, I love Ange. I think he's just an he's just a great fella. If there was one person in the Premier League like manager to a pint with, I think it's <laughs> Ange, and he just is. He's, he's, I like the way he views the game. He just what do you think he's drinking? Oh, mate, he's definitely all. Oh, see, he's Australian, though, isn't he? That's the mm. problem, like. I've it not massive sort of like lager drinkers in Australia, no, as far as no. I'm aware. Do you reckon? I reckon he's a stout man. I reckon he's a stout man. Yeah. I reckon he's like you, Amos. He loves a stout. I'll take it. Yeah, me, yeah, me and Big Ange. Again, good pint. You, 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 and, you and Big Ange. I mean, that last two, <laughs> you'd be snapped up there heavy weight. It's a case of, I like the way he views a game. You can see that he views it as a bigger picture, which is yeah. just great. Right? And, I don't think we've been found out. I, I, mm. I I'm sorry, but like, when you're playing a four-one-five, like you're going to concede how <laughs> counter attacks. Like that's mm. just how we people counter attacked us for the last few years. So like, stop being this hyperbolic. I, I understand it. You, it's your job. You, your job is to get clicks. And mm. I mean, you've got us talking about it, so you've done your job well. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, it's but, true. Yeah, it's, it's hyperbolic bollocks. Yeah, um, I mean, this is, in, in some ways, listeners at the back end of last season, specifically in January, February time, would have would have known I sort of wrongly, obviously, wrote City season off quite early doors saying, oh, you know, we're not going to win a trophy. Because it looked, it, that looked bad then. I think it looked much worse yeah, than it South does Bampton now. Southampton was really Jesus, bad. Jesus, yeah, yeah. That that did need therapy afterwards. But um, <laughs> I, I think, I'm think i, I I'm remaining positive. Uh, not that I'm necessarily overjoyed. I think City in the last few games have, have, have really sort of shown warning signs of, of struggle and you get to the Champions League knockout stages, I think this is a, an immediate no-no in terms of playing like this because 
that that's gonna it's almost like the way we got knocked out with with pep early on in his city career you know monaco five three at home then one nil or two yeah, yeah. two one away from home whatever it was um you know those sort of games where they're just open frantic and, and it's it's weird that we won the treble and we've gone to this already but i'm remaining positive I'm, I'm staying positive because i do think it is just the the typical winter jitters i will say however club world cup could p- perhaps cause a problem for City. The game, I think we've got a, a game against Brentford that gets postponed, so that's got to be stuck in there somewhere. So if City haven't found themselves out, they'll be playing a lot of games in the second half of the season. But I'm staying positive, um, which is uh, yeah, a bit, bit weird for me. I had Oli McCall giving off positive vibes last week. I you've know, got me it doing was it great. As well. And you've got <laughs> Andrew Detmer going off the rails, so maybe, maybe there's a... What is that? I was, was like, like, a, he was like a sun ray in the group chat yesterday. I was like, go on, McCool, I'm so proud of you. I know, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was a full moon in Manchester last week. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's altered a few of our personalities. I don't know. Guys into astrology will be able to tell me more about that. But um, that'll do for part one. Join us after this short break as we chat about... Oh, God, Simon Hooper. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Now, I am I'm wary that, you know, we don't want to be spending too much time speaking about referees, but we haven't had a chance, and we'll keep it brief, we'll keep it short, haven't had a chance to speak about that referee decision. Um, unsurprisingly, as he's turned into sort of a regular occurrence for me, I took some flack on Twitter, which is fantastic, keep it coming, for calling it the worst referee decision I've ever seen live in a stadium. And I'll caveat that by saying I've been to, I'd guess, maybe like close to 500 matches in my lifetime, seeing a lot of football, seeing a lot of shit football, seeing a lot of shit refereeing as well. But the reason I, I said it was that, and uh, I'll, I'll bring you in in a set, Luke, but the reason I said it was that because there was zero subjectivity to that call. And I think even the worst referee decision that you can you can think of in terms of a foul, a penalty decision, blah, 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 the worst you can think of still has a, a, a tiny percentage of subjectivity. There'll be somebody somewhere who will make a case, no, that isn't a penalty. A player could pick it up in the box and throw it at a player's head. A defender could pick it up in the box and, and someone would say, no, that's not a penalty. Or, you know, a leg could be broken and say, no, it's not a red card, whatever. For that, though... There is no explaining because every single part of what has come to that decision is wrong. And I deplore what I've been seeing people saying, oh, we don't know if Jack Grealish would have scored anyway. 
it's regardless. The fella was 1v1. We yeah. we should be sat here now going, how oh, has Jack Grealish missed that chance? We were about to win the game. Jack Grealish just score, finish, blah, blah, blah. Instead of going, we'll never know if Jack Grealish would have scored. It was abysmal, abysmal. And, and, and one step before you get in, I don't know if you clocked this yourself, the fella that Simon Hooper, the referee, actually stopped the game after that for City to take the free kick. So Spurs could make a substitution. I can't remember which plate it was. He didn't even have his top on. He was still I in joggers. Yeah. I, I went off the rails. I went off the rails. I think my head was still on Mars at about five o'clock yesterday afternoon. <laughs> and the thing is, he's 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 not been by dropped. He's not been punished. He's nope. not, no, he's, he's no, he's staying. It's human error. No, it's not a human error. It's literally a complete disregard of any common sense, any rule, any anything. Like, like it is the worst mistake I've ever seen. Mm. Like, it, it is the worst mistake. I I don't get how. In his head, he's gone, right, I'm going to play advantage here. And then he's seen mm. the ball be kicked and then pulled it back. Mm. How is, how is, has he been told? I'd, I'd love to hear, the, we're not going to, I'd love to hear what was said in his ear. I'd love to hear if mm. someone said something. I'd also love an interview with him just to ask him yeah. why. Yeah. I, 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 I don't get it. Like Any referee of any country, of any level, wouldn't have done what he did. And I'll stand by that because it's not, it's like you said, there is nothing that's debatable about what he did. There's nothing. He mm. was 100% completely wrong. Like, it, it, I, I don't understand the rationale. Bearing in mind, he's not a shit ref. I've seen him yeah. have good games. I thought he, he did, I, thought game. he, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was brilliant until yeah. the 93rd minute. And, and he let was, the game flow fantastically. Yeah. He didn't get bringing it back every two seconds. He had a great game. And then it was a moment of madness. And I'm like, why? Mm. Why have you done that? I, I, I know you can't say that they're cheating because obviously he's probably not, but mm. it looks like he's done it and you're like, what are you doing? Like, just play on, play on and then you won't get any flack. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'll give Jack Grealish the benefit of the doubt and say that at very least he goes on to have a goal-scoring opportunity. I saw, I saw some people yeah. saying that. The, the defender had already caught up with him, which if you, you watch it through real time, the defender's not Four within yards, five, yards. five yards away. Yeah. Yeah. Until, until Grealish starts to slow down and, and you see his arms go up because he hears the whistle, He's not even, the defender's not even close at all. Yeah. So at very least, I'm backing him to have a shot, um, which in that position, you know, you'd, you'd say probably goes in. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it was bizarre, absolute bizarre. It's, it's probably the first time I've seen a, an actual real life brain fart sort of yeah, yeah. play out in, in, in real time because I, I'm not going to sort of, uh, I, I mean, some people have obviously dubbed it corruption and conspiracy and, and you're free to think what you want. I, I, don't, I don't buy into that at all. Um, but, it, it sort of, it, just the way it played out, I've never seen anything like it. I've never, ever, 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 ever seen anything like it. I've seen players, sort of, uh, referees, sort of not necessarily let the advantage go or bring it back for a free kick. But in that position where a player's through on goal, whew, yikes. Um, but yeah, I, I think that'll do for the, we're going to do it, we're going to finish with a little bit of uh, trivia, a little bit of a quiz. Um, that'll do for speaking about Spurs tomorrow. We'll turn attention to Aston Villa because that's another nasty game coming up. I'm not looking forward to that one at all. However, uh, anything else to add from that game? Obviously, like I said, three games without a, a win, maybe looking ahead to Villa. Do you think that's now a must win for City in what will be sort of pretty hostile um, circumstances at Villa Park on Wednesday night? Oh, mate, it's going to be a great game, isn't it, for the neutral again, isn't mm. it? It's, it's going to be a class like They're flying at the moment, attacking-wise. But again, they've got defensive frailties, which I'm, I'm expecting us to sort of 
capitalise on. I, I, mm. That's exactly what I'm, I'm expecting a high scoring game. Hopefully, we'll just get absolutely shocked. We'll have 75% possession and win 9 0. <laughs> Odds on that. Um, billion to one. Yeah, obviously, no Rodri, no uh, Grealish, no Doku. So, um, that's, get me on. Yeah, get me on. yeah, there we go. Um, Bernardo Silva. Double heart, double hat trick either side of half time. Um, okay, you can say double heart attack. I was saying, yeah, you <laughs> really have a double heart attack. Yeah, I nearly, yeah, I, I nearly had one after that referee decision. I'm only just calming down. In fact, when we when we finish, I'm going out for a 5k run just to sort of get rid of the last. Then um, before we do, actually, shout out Dylan Joyce, who's a good friend of mine from from Ireland. He said <laughs> I got a text. Everyone was obviously fuming. WhatsApp groups going off. Several different chats. Got a text off Dylan saying Simon Hooper's made me that angry. I've just taken the dog for a one hour and a half walk. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him, poor dog. Imagine <laughs> it's like a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. But yeah, that'll do for the Spurs chat. Luke, you've got a little, um, got a little surprise for us. So something to cheer us all up. Um, I'll, I'll hand over to you in a sec. But basically, it, Tenable is the sort of the game show you're basing this on. Um, I'm not quite sure if it's over in the US. So apologies for sort of mansplaining to, to listeners over in the states and outside of the UK. Well, basically, um, contestants are given a category and there is mm-hmm. 10 answers to that category. You messaged me before saying, oh, you know, I fancy doing this. It's a little bit like a, a, a school kid knocking on the teacher's door saying, oh, can it we was, do this in yeah, class? Um, and I went, yeah, absolutely, you know, let's do it. Um, but it is just me. Uh, we're flipping <laughs> flipping the coin. You finally get to avoid uh, the public humiliation of, of your quiz. You'll be in the quiz master and this could go That's terribly great. for me or it could go wonderfully. So I'll, I'll pass it over to you and I'll let you explain. I'm going to get a pen and pen paper just to make sure i can jot some ideas down um so yeah take it away of course yeah so tenable at the moment if you are within sort of like the uk football youtube scene it has exploded so you've got luke pingu quite famously um does it over youtube go and check him out it's great video content and also the flat chat as well uh, another podcast there they've sort of brought tenable into the light and tenable is a, is a great game show where it is well as you said amos you literally have one category um, you've got 10 answers to get it right, and you have to get all 10 to win. You do have a few lives because it's just yourself on your own, Amos. I'm going to give you three lives. Three lives, okay. Um, because there, there is a few sort of tricky um, answers on there. So the question and what I want from you is I want the 10 youngest goal scorers for Manchester City in Premier League history. Oh, so my it's the God. the 10 youngest um, Premier League history. You don't have to go in order. I just need to have a correct answer. So, and what I'll do is I'll tell you if you got it correct, and I'll also tell you where they are on the list as well, so okay. you can sort of work it out. So this is in Premier League history. Premier League. So it's Premier League goals only. So okay, to give you so, an example, I'll, I'll give you one. So Rico Lewis is not on there because yeah, he's not scored yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, he was. He was Champions League. Um, okay. Oh dear me, this this is this is tough. Um, so three lives. I'm going to start off with with obviously the the very obvious one, Foden, Phil Foden. That um, is correct. Yeah, that's yeah. number three on the list. Number three on the list. So he's not even the youngest. Dear me. Um, oh, okay. So, oh, this this is started very badly for me. <laughs> not nice today, boss. <laughs> no, no. No, uh, there's a reason I, 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 I usually a book come ready to this back being like, hey, yeah, hey. yeah, like an, e- an evil villain. Um, geez, uh, Ned Manua. That is your first incorrect oh, answer. Oh, God. <laughs> Unfortunately. 
<laughs> I mean, can I just say, number one, you should get that because he very publicly says it all the time. Oh, uh, Micah Richards. Correct, Micah Richards. Was yeah, he scored not in the... Um, I thought it was the FA Cup against... Um... That's Villa, but he also scored against Everton away, do you remember? Ah, of course. Yeah, it was that same season, I I've think. I've just seen yeah. that Villa goal on repeat every yeah. time <laughs> Micah Richards is mentioned. It's sort of yeah, so Micah Richards is, is number one. He's, he's number one. So you've got number one and number three at, at this moment in time. Oh, my God. Um, oh, dear me. Dear me. This, yeah. Um... Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to think of some younger players we've had. Obviously, Cole Palmer would have probably been on that list had he yeah. bothered to let me, score Let me give you a little bit of a clue now. Okay, so okay. On the, on the rest of the people who are on this list, not one of them currently plays for Manchester City. Okay. Are some of so, them still playing, I guess? Yeah, some of them are still playing. So there is two of them that I know are still playing. The rest are not playing anymore. Oh, um, the three of them are still playing. Three are still playing. How about... Ferran Torres, because he was quite young. Incorrect, unfortunately. Oh my God, I don't know where. So actually, second, I've gone Ferran Torres. He 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 was twenty years, eight months, and thirty days. Yes, yeah, so that's around, what I was thinking. He's so, around about fifteen on the list. He's around about fifteen. There are what there. about fourteen players who are younger than twenty who scored. Yeah, a goal I've, di- I've some... also discounted two people because they're from ninety two and ninety three. So for any old <laughs> listeners in there who are shouting out Gary Flitcock, <laughs> unfortunately Gary Flitcock, I don't know who he is, so he is not an answer <laughs> in my eyes. I, I was, I've got Gary Flitcroft on, on my... What was he called? Gary, Gary, Gary Flitcroft. Flitcroft. Yeah. Flitcroft. Yeah, he was my next on my list. I've got him right there. Oh, I've been robbed. I've been robbed like uh, Grealish and, and Simon Hooper. Um, you're going to have to ch- you're gonna have to chuck some clues at me. This is... this is. Um, I'm, I'm so, going red for the benefit of the tape. I'm, I'm burning up and it isn't the heating on in the house. Like it is, uh, yeah, so the, the number two is from probably the most famous generation of City Academy graduates of recent history. Yeah. Um, and he... And there's two of the top ten are from that crop. So if you knew who were the goal scorers in that crop of a roundabout sort of... 07, 08, that golden generation where we won yeah. the FAU Cup. If yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. two goal scorers from there, you've got two answers there. 2007, 08. Um, well, no, he wouldn't have scored a Premier League goal. Ben Mee was the captain. He wouldn't have scored a Premier yeah, League goal. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh, that era. No, no, oh, he's, so not, he's right, not one. That, he's that's not the one. era. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so. <sighs> Who was in that scene? Like Sakir and Trippier, obviously not him. Um, dear me, um, Willow Flood. Yeah, Willow Flood is oh. one. He's not one. Of, he's not with what I was thinking of. But yeah, Willow Flood is on there. Willow Flood is number one, two, three, four, five, six. He's seventh on the list. Under I actually got Willow Flood when I got asked this by my mate, and I was so proud of myself. Yeah. I was like, um, I, I can I can finish now. I'm I'm quite happy. <laughs> can I just say uh, the one you're missing here at the moment? There's people screaming at the um mm. at, at their what 2006 or, or seven. So uh, yeah, well it's so I'll, I'll give you a year he scored in. He scored in 2008 when he was 18 years. Uh, Michael and Johnson. Old. I mean, he was 19. Michael Johnson is also on there. He's fifth. <sighs> So, so you him. are missing, you're missing number two, number four, number, number six, eight, nine and ten. I mean, nine and ten, you're going to kick yourselves because I'll give you a clue. Um, hmm. Number nine, he only very recently left Man City. Only very recently. 
recently left. He's still playing for a very, very good side. Very good side, still playing. Only recently left. Uh, Guardiola era. Yeah. Guardiola sold him. Oh. To a rival. To He's right. up front. He's Brazilian. Oh, Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say, he gives uh, half his wage to his mum. <laughs> how much more do you want? <laughs> oh, God. No way. No way. So he would have yeah, Gabriel Jesus is ninth. Wouldn't. I was shocked at that. He, he scored when he was 19 and nine months, which is very yeah. young, isn't it? I think that was possibly against West Ham. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wave the flag. So you'll have to. We'll, we'll rattle through flag. them. Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that really like giveaway. Yeah, so yeah. Num- num- number ten. He loves a firework. Oh, Mario Balotelli. No way. Yeah, no way. Exactly. I would never, ever have ever guessed that. I, I, Jesus. Um, and then number two. Um, <laughs> he's he's currently a TikTok star. He's now on Sky Sports as a as like a. Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, he's number two. Remember his Jeez. left leg. And then number four, he oh, um, currently plays the Leicester. Very easy. Currently plays the Leicester. Ianacho. Yeah, Ianacho. Yeah, he broke through when he was 18. So I just months. have a warped perception of these people's ages because I, I would have said Ferran Torres was much younger when he scored than, than Gabriel Jesus. Maybe because yeah. he's just been around for so long. I and mean, then the two you're missing, one of them's really hard. One of them, I, I, I would have actually expected to get. He also played up front with Danny Sturridge in that team as well. Um, he had a bit of time off off football because of he was in a very famous court case that he got found not guilty of. Oh, uh, Chad Evans. Yeah, Chad Evans. He's on yeah. there as well. So he scored when he was 19 as well. And then um, the, the one you're, we're missing, and I'm sure no one's got this, Kelvin Atuhu. Kelvin Atuhu. In 2007. I mean, I've, I've not heard his name for about, well, since 2007. Ten, yeah, but, <laughs> 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, but no way. Well, that was fun. Well, maybe not for me, but like it I said, is, there's a, the best, there's a the, the good thing about Tenable and what makes it a lot better is when you get multiple people on there, you can kind of bounce off, it, bounce yeah. off each other. Yeah. yeah. So if you do want to, if you want any more Tenables, because there's so many we can do for City, like yeah. so, so many, just let us know and we can always sort of get on there and it'll be good for YouTube as well. We can always clip them up and get them on youtube as well absolutely yeah we'll definitely we'll definitely be doing that again hopefully um that was a performance for me a little bit like city against spurs got some bangers but um ultimately wasn't able to say see i've been saying from moment one (laughs) amos murphy's a fraud you've heard it hey None of that. That should and and I'd like to thank Luke for his final appearance on the City Report podcast. We'll be hearing from him again. Um, no, seriously, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, as the guy said yesterday, a little bit of therapy which is needed after these uh, yeah. these shaky results. So yeah, Luke, uh, big thank you for jumping on. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure as always, mate. Thank you for having me. And listeners, thank you very much for listening along. We'll be back tomorrow on the day of the game. City playing again. Jesus Christ, it would have been a, a nice week to have had a, had no matchy, but that matchy, no matches. But um, that's how it is at this time of year, isn't it? Guys, we'll see you later. Until next time, it's been an absolute pleasure. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.